You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 194. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Aaron, thanks once again for joining me. I know it's a lot of times in a row, but uh, we've got, uh, I've got, you know, a bunch of days of traveling coming up. So uh, I've got to have a few of these shows in the can here. So always glad to join for a a, a late night chat. Yeah, a late night chat. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I wonder what would happen if we did this at like eight in the morning at one point. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think we're pathologically incapable of recording when the sun is out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a vampire thing. <laughs> so, okay, I wanted to, I actually wanted to talk about Steve Jobs today um, because it's we're, we're actually at the 10th anniversary of his death, which is, that feels kind of crazy. That's a long time. Um, but uh, before we get into that, let's talk about the news story that we're not talking about. I mean, I guess we are technically talking about it because, <laughs> no, but I didn't want to say that much about it, which is, uh, well, Facebook, well, first of all, they had this like kind of technical meltdown the other day when all the services were down for many hours. Now, again, I did not, this is the t- story we're not talking about. So I did not do any research on how that happened, but it, it's, um, it's always interesting how you see that. And then you see this whole whistleblower thing that went before Congress and it's, it's all the same stuff with Facebook just rehashed over and over again. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. uh, When and how did you find out about the, uh, the Facebook outage? Oh, that's a good question. I, I found about out about it on Twitter, but I think I use Twitter more than Facebook, which is, I think just as unhealthy as Facebook. If people are like, uh, you know, Facebook is un or maybe Instagram is unhealthy for teenage girls, but I feel like Twitter is unhealthy for adults. So it's the was same. it fairly early on in in the process, or or were you uh, a, a late comer to that information? Um, I guess if it was if it was trending it, on Twitter, it probably yeah caught that pretty quick. Probably, probably, but I mean, unless I was asleep or something, I don't know. Well, I, I guess what what time did it actually start? Do you do you recall? Yeah, no, no, I don't okay. know if it was yeah, during the day. I didn't find out until like seven at night. Yeah, because uh, I was well, you're lucky late at work not- in the lab, and I only found out about it because somebody was whining about it in Slack. Yeah, you're not you're not on it. So there used to be a time when Slack would go down and then everyone would go home from work. But um like all yeah. of Slack or or just Foursquare Slack? No, all of Slack. Um it was yeah. So Facebook went down. Now the really bad thing about that is that uh, a few hours later it came back. <laughs> but uh I you know it's yeah, there, uh, there were just definitely some hot takes about that. <laughs> and then um we had the uh we had the whistleblower, which was totally unrelated, which... Um, or was it? Yeah, I know. It, it's just like, it's... I don't want to get... It It starts getting very political, and it starts getting very, you know, the the whole thing that I've rehashed, which in, on Facebook, like, yes, everyone hates Facebook, but some people hate Facebook for different reasons, and they want them to be even worse. And so it's like, it's hard to... I don't know. It, it, it's hard to follow some. Do you of know nothing of politics? This is how coalitions yeah. are built. Yeah, we want completely different things, but we hate the same thing. Yeah, 
I guess so. And that's um, enough to build a government, just not enough to actually accomplish anything. Right, right. Because what if the the one group that hates it hates it because they're not doing enough of the thing that the other group hates it for? Right, we're, so. we've, we we said we weren't going to talk about it, so I'm I'm going to pull back a little. No, bit yeah, here. yeah. I mean, we, we can get into it so much. No, but, well, I think that um, the uh, the Steve Jobs story, if you could call it a story, it's something that people are. There's a little bit of chatter about, you know, people talk about this stuff online because uh, Steve Jobs was a pretty compelling kind of figure in the in the computer world. And um, but this is something I don't know. I feel like it's more worth talking about because it's really uh, like that. Ten years is such a different era. We've we've talked about all the changes that have gone through. And I feel like in this one person, we can maybe learn a little bit more if we uh, explore that a little bit. So, um yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't know if it's hyperbole or not, but but uh, I feel like you could very easily say that there's a cult of Jobs. That oh yeah, that he's 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 got a, a, a fanatical following uh, in many ways, uh, and and there can be arguments to be made that that it deserve it or not. Um, but but there's there's. I think there's a mythology about him that that was there even before his passing. I think it's deserved. I think there is. Uh, you always have to be um, alert that you're not just copying someone who you admire and then even copying the things that he was bad at because I feel like there are, you know, okay, we'll we'll get into There were times when he was a real jerk. And uh, that's not why he got all these things done. If If just being a jerk got things done, you know, there'd be tons of people on the street building all these amazing devices every day, but they just don't do it. Um, it's, it's like, uh, what's, what's the, the celebrity chef, uh, the, the yeah. Hell's Kitchen guy? I, I don't know. No, oh, but, but he's, his, he, clearly he's very talented in, in running businesses and in, in his skills as a chef. But the reason he makes good television is that he's a very abusive individual to people who are not doing things as he sees the right way. Uh, and and there's a lot that can be taken from from him as a mentor, but probably not that bit. Yeah, I, my guess is that you know Steve Jobs was able to get away with some of that because he had, um, and and again, I don't you know I didn't know him. I just you know read stuff about him and looking from afar, and maybe got like you know. Uh, uh, talk to people who have spoken to him on very rare occasion, but it's kind of like uh, I, I do think that he had special gifts that many that most people don't have, and a special way of looking at the world that most people don't have. Um, so it wasn't just someone in the right place at the right time. Um, but um, but yeah, that doesn't you know that that doesn't mean that everything he does is part of that package, and it doesn't mean that if you copy. Uh, if you copy parts of his personality that maybe aren't so great that all of a sudden you're going to accomplish all the stuff that uh, Steve Jobs accomplished. Um, And and it's quite a list that I have here, which was just a list that I wrote in 10 seconds. I'm sure the list is far longer, but sorry, go ahead. Let's let's, let's hear the list and I'll come back. Oh, well, so I got the start of Apple computer. um, And then, you know, they they built the Apple II, which was the actual first one that was um, the first home PC... Uh, that they built, that he built with Steve Wozniak, that was actually um, like popular because I think the Apple One was not really. First of all, it wasn't like that was it, like a home built. Yeah, it didn't really have a, a monitor attached, and it wasn't. They maybe sold a small number of copies in one store, but the Apple Two was pretty big. Then there was, you know, I wrote down the Macintosh in '84 because if you go online and look at that presentation, that's a pretty big one, a pretty cool one. Did, 
did you growing up, maybe it wasn't literally an Apple II, but was it like the Apple IIe? Um, I, I feel like those yeah, are what we have... had those in our school. But possibly, um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember it had the, the, the green-only monitor and playing uh, possibly the first iteration. Maybe maybe it wasn't the first iteration, but a very early version of Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and you had to, every time you got it to a new level, you had to switch out the discs. <laughs> oh, yeah, those, uh, those like eight-and-a-half-inch floppy discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, enough of... Uh, yeah, nostalgia time. Uh, yeah, enough of nostalgia time. What, what was the next uh, innovation? So, um, so, well, then he, gets, uh, then he gets removed from the company. Uh, believe that it or not. That was back in the 80s? That was back in the 80s. Um, and actually, we did a... Um, when I was in business school in uh, in, a, in a leadership and organizations at Stern, we did a whole uh, case study on that. And it turned out one of the, one of the uh, f- uh, figures in that was um, uh, Donna Dubinsky, who I actually met through like, you know, a friend of my family, which I, was interesting. I, I think you've of, mentioned that name yeah, on the yeah. podcast before. And so... Uh, um, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, that that um, uh, that that was another situation where he brought in a CEO. He brought in the guy from um, from Coke, Coca Cola, and God, I don't even remember the names anymore. But um, uh, you know, there was a bit of a personality clash and a power struggle. He just couldn't let go, and so when that thing happens, you know, it, it didn't work out. So then he starts next computer. Uh, uh, and then he's also involved in Pixar, and he's involved in in the making of uh, the creation of Toy Story, and uh, then he positions next to get uh, taken over. I almost said conquered, uh, taken over by Apple again, so that then he becomes CEO again. He, right? He 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 recaptures his old company. He he Trojan horsed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, you know, he convinced the board to say, you know, let me take over again. Maybe well, there could have been a variety of reasons. He was older, um, you know, more more mature. Because remember, when he was starting Apple, he was a young guy. He was in his 20s, you know. And so... Which was much less common in the 80s, yeah. I guess late 70s, early 80s, than it you know was in the early 2000s. Right. We've become much more accustomed to 20-something entrepreneurs uh, building yeah. Gargantuan businesses. Yeah, but now that's you can do that in software. I mean, that like they were doing hardware and like inventing the whole category. I don't know. It's, it just seems harder. Um, it's although, you know, sometimes when you look back, it's always like, well, it was easier. All these things weren't invented yet. But it's <laughs> it, sometimes you could also look at that in hindsight as well. But then you get to the the iMac, which is still going strong. You get to the iPod. Uh, which was a very big deal. And the, 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 talk about the 9-11 episode, that one, um, that, that launch was kind of low-key because it came out, you know, a month or two after 9-11. But he was pretty good at, like, it's like this thing has a thousand songs. You keep it in your pocket. That, that's a big deal. Then the iTunes store, which you might think, oh, it's, it's like a website where you buy music. What's the big deal? Like, like we have, it turns into Apple Music now. Like, no, he had to work with the music company which is like, um, uh, you know, a bunch of awful people, is it from what I hear? And so <laughs> he had to twist some arms like you wouldn't believe. And uh, if I remember the book correctly, like the Isaacson book, I read that in 2014. I don't remember when Ross Perot got involved at some point. Uh, anyway, uh, then he created the, like the Apple physical stores and 
Then in 2007, with a big one comes the iPhone, and then you know the iPad in 2011, finally, as his health is, is declining. So he had a, a very kind of short uh, life, but uh, um, you know he did <laughs> he was pretty productive. Uh, it puts us all to shame. <laughs> Hard so, to argue with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I don't know which one of these was the biggest one. I almost feel like it, it's either. I almost want to say it's either the iMac well, or the you say, iPhone. You didn't even mention the iPhone. I think that oh, maybe I, I, slipped I, through that you did. Oh, did I? Uh, I, I? Maybe I did in my mind. That was the biggest one. Yeah, the iPhone in in two thousand seven. I think either that was the biggest or the. The possibly the Macintosh in '84, just because I think that it, it tr- uh, tough to gauge that given yeah. how young we. Well, I mean, we we were well, born then, uh, so we, well, we don't looking, have the perspective in the moment. Right, I'm looking at it more as a, an historian because that sort of brings like the point and click. Um, <laughs> he invented Windows, even though that's the horrible, you know. But like, you know, it, 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 and and also they didn't actually invent the graphical interface either that came from they totally copied that off like xerox or something but uh it popularized it that actually made it same with iphone and same with the same with the ipod too they were mp3 players they just sucked and he's like you know what i'm gonna build one of these that doesn't suck and uh they they knew how to do it yeah apple is is generally not a first mover they're the first to do it well or do it right though and and so they managed to capture the market kind of wholeheartedly yeah i remember i went to a talk from an apple designer once who said um um and this was years ago and he said like you know uh we try not to get into the mindset of people are going to buy this just because it's apple like you know no it, it has to be you know, if it's not just right, if it's not a magical experience, they just like, you want to just nix it. I mean, I, I'm sure that was a statement of, you know, this is how it works in, in, um, in theory in, in, um, in not just in theory, but in, 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 in like an ideal, that's like their ideal, right? They, they want, uh, you know, they want the magical experience or bust, you know, they don't want to put out half-assed stuff. And then have people use it and say, hey, Apple's pretty good, but sometimes they put out half-assed stuff. They want people saying that. Now, I'm sure there are examples of Apple putting out half-assed stuff. Well, I, I was going to say that that that, uh, that mentality is is rooted in something that that's very apparent for, I think, for children of the 80s and 90s, so, so uh, our generation included, hmm. uh, that there was this... Mac versus PC. I mean, there was even a whole ad campaign built around that. All right, with uh, Justin dichotomy. Long and, and who was uh, the other John guy? Hodgman. Yeah, um, but but that that PC uh, was more or less an open source, uh, you know, fully interoperable uh, platform. Uh, you could you could roll your own, you could build your own PC. Uh, but Mac was a curated experience. They you know it, it wasn't quite the Henry Ford. You can have it in any color you want as as long as it's black. Approach there there were there were different you know, levels and versions and options, but you didn't crack open your Mac and put in a better graphics card. You could maybe put more RAM in. I don't even know if that was possible. That, that it, it might as well have been much like uh, iPods and iPhones, a completely sealed system. Yeah. Um, and, and that enabled them to have a much more flawless process because they literally controlled the hardware and the software. And, and you know, it was, it was, it was, computer vertical integration. Right. Um, whereas Windows, yeah. they controlled the operating system, but 
they there was you know Windows certified hardware, but that was yeah. a, a you know it was it was a, a it was a standard, but it didn't mean that every Windows PC had been you know tested uh, all the edge cases. I remember and, like, and Microsoft put their stamp of approval that it'll work flawlessly. In ninety four, it wasn't you know Mac versus PC it was Mac versus IBM compatible. You'd say well, right? Yeah, I, I think so I think people would say, yeah, and and and. I guess my my our first home computer in my household um it was a Windows PC but but it was it was pre Windows 95 it was still what was a 311 um Yeah yeah and 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 I think I feel like we have a lot of people in our audience that's around our age that's going to recognize that We were we weren't quite old enough to have have used like an actual IBM operating system. I've I've messed with some of those on really no. old laptops. I used I used DOS. Well, yeah, sure. and and DOS as well. But but for a while, you know, IBM was actually a competitor in the operating system market, and and that that fizzled out pretty quickly. I still call th- call like terminals DOS. Be like, open up DOS. Uh, not actually, I don't really call it that. I do use the DOS emulator though. You could still play all the old games on there on um like literally on your browser. Well, the the uh, the Internet Archive um yeah. uh, is is an excellent source for a lot of that stuff. Uh, if if you if you need to get your uh, Oregon Trail uh, nostalgia <laughs> uh, uh, on that, I, you, I think Ar- you can go back and play like all of the different iterations. Yeah. Wow. So whichever whichever first version you found, go, play, go uh, check it out on the archive. Arkanoid two. I'll link to that in the show notes page, localmaxradio.com slash 194 at Arcanite2. Okay, so now I want to get into, there's a few things about Steve Jobs that I want to get into. There's so much, you can't just get into someone's whole biography. Even like an average person, like, you know, who 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 lived for, you know, 50 years or, or however old he was, uh, you know, there's a lot in that person's life to get through. But there are a few, there are a few things that stand out. One was, um, you know, he believed in diversity, but it wasn't the type of diversity that they talk about today, um, where which just drives me nuts. Yeah, um, it's it's, it's very tempting to ask the question: What would he if Jobs said? was alive today? Would he be canceled? You know, or or how would he be pivoting in in this current climate? Which I is think he would a have. weird counterfactual to be to be asking. It, but, it, no, but there's it's probably not weird something at all. we can get out of that without without just making it you know political mudslinging and finger 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 pointing finger point. But finger pointing. Finger point. There we go. No, it's it's. I think he would have been. Um, I think that there would be people who tried to cancel, who would try to cancel him. I think it would be very difficult to do to him in particular because of the cult status. It's like almost like when they tried to cancel J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, like that, um, like canceled. Like it just became like okay, she was criticized on Twitter, but. No one actually canceled Harry Potter, you know, and 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 no one actually um, deplatformed her. I, I feel like this a similar sort of thing might might have happened to Steve Jobs. That's just um, that's just my guess. But anyway, so he when he was talking about diversity, he meant he wanted to have a diversity of experiences among his employees. In other words, he didn't want them all going to the same schools and literally just going through the same assembly line of high school, college, whatever the best first job on your resume is, all the way to Apple. And so if he saw, I feel like, a group of people that all had that same exact experiences and they all thought the same way, um, and then, you know, <laughs> that's what you have today, but then they call it diversity if, you know, if, if there's some kind of, uh, you know, 
you know, if there's some kind of like racial diversity or gender diversity, but everybody could literally be carbon copies of each other in terms of how they think. But Steve Jobs would actually say, no, he wants to hire people with unique experiences. And he would talk about things like, you know, traveling around the world. Now, I've done some traveling, but, you know, he did some crazy stuff. He like, you know, went to India and, um, uh, you know, did all this uh, <laughs> spiritual journey type stuff, probably uh, a lot of drug use. Uh, but he I, wanted I, I people. This, he was, didn't want... this was after like when the Beatles went to India and had their Sergeant yeah. Pepper's phase. But, but well, he was, but he was in a that very, same vein. He, he was a huge fan of the Beatles. Um, and that's why they, I think they still use the Beatles sometimes in, in Apple promos. Uh, and so it's, it's definitely in conflict. Well, and and with, they had that, uh, yeah. uh, that conflict with them over the... Because uh, is it, isn't Apple Music uh, the label that the Beatles created? Oh, I didn't um, know that. And, and I, I, think, I think that's why, uh, why it was called iTunes and not just Apple Music. Is, is now, that, that was pre-existing. Oh, really? Now it's called Apple Music. So. I, I I would have to actually fact check myself on this, but but uh, perhaps they in in the intervening decades they've worked something out with with uh, with them over yeah. that trademark. Yeah. So um, right. So he was very much into people who did things who 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 didn't have the right exact resume. Um, and, a, and a good example, maybe this is not a great example, but like there's always the example of uh, you know he was into calligraphy or he took calligraphy in college or something like that, and then brought that into the, uh, the machines as, wasn't, as the uh, fonts. They, they basically made it popularized the fonts, and that became very popular, whereas a lot of you know people who were working on computers at the time, computer scientists, engineers, were like, what's the point of fonts? I mean, there should be one font, and that will just make everything a lot simpler. And he was like, no, no, this actually... You know, look, people for centuries have made a big deal about how letters are written. And so there must be something important to this. Well, yeah. And, and part of the whole Apple uh, ethos has always been design from, from more of like a, an, an almost architectural perspective rather than, than, you know, hardware engineer perspective um, that, that you would expect two guys building uh, computers in their, their garage to, to come at it from. Yeah. Um, d- Am I misremembering, or was at some point did Apple have "Think Different" as as their slogan? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, they did. So, so that fits very much with this that that he was looking for diversity of thought that that people who were going to be coming at problems with with completely different backgrounds and experiences and ways of thinking about things, you know, to overuse a cliche that to, to think outside of the box. Um, that's yeah. that's what all of these were used in the, uh, in Silicon Valley too. And uh, he was trying to come up with logo with uh, sayings, and it was all all of it was a saying that um, uh, you know someone else uh, to 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 go on a tangent for yeah. a moment. Uh, so you you are familiar with the uh, conjoined triangles of success? Is that in that's in Silicon yeah. Valley? Yes. So so I I recently uh, uh, shared that uh, in in the context of of some sort of. Uh, you know, productivity, uh, engineering jargon speak. Uh, and someone pointed out, you know, that triangle and that color scheme, uh, that really looks like the anarchist flag, um, which, which I can't <laughs> imagine was accidental. I, I think, I think they intentionally, uh, snuck that in there. Especially since one of the characters on the show was supposed to be an anarchist, right? Was or, it, is was it, it, uh, the Guilfoyle, the, oh yeah. The, oh no, he was Canadian? also, he was a Satanist too. You, you he could be two had, things. Yeah, that's, that's true. He probably was. Um, yeah, the example, well, one of the examples that sticks out in my mind 
of of Jobs being a jerk, but all but also like uh, uh, the story was he, this guy came in to interview as like a a product manager, and the guy was just completely conventional. Steve Jobs apparently felt that he was completely conventional in every way, and somehow took like a real disliking to him. Imagine if that happens in a job interview. And or maybe he was just having a bad day, and he started asking questions like, "Have you ever done LSD? Are you a virgin?" And then when the guy started talking, he started saying, "Gobble, gobble, gobble." That's just all it says, and I'm like, "That just sounds um, not the right way to handle a situation." I, but uh, those questions certainly seem like the type of thing that would be inappropriate to ask in an interview when oh, we get you a serious talking to by oh, HR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, may, maybe not back then, but probably even back then, that was that yeah. was. Uh, yeah. Ill-advised, but but he but, was the HR. He was I, well, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I could I could almost see if if it hadn't jumped to the gobble gobble bit, yeah. I could almost see how he would be using those to to kind of get a feel for for. I don't think we have the gobble gobble bit in context. <laughs> I don't really understand what was going on there. I I remember it from but the yeah, book. I, like I've I've had bad interviews, yeah. but I've never had an interview where the interviewer became actively hostile to me. That, right. Normally, you would think that that you they they they'd politely or maybe not so politely be like, "Yeah, this interview is over. Thank you for your time." Right. Um, but but Steve Jobs apparently was was he, he must have been blown off steam or venting on this guy somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is something that probably happened forty years ago that we're we're debating. Yeah, because because not not only did he decide that I'm not going to hire this guy, but but it is worth spending the time to to just needle him a little bit more rather than right. going on to the next thing on my schedule today. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and this was when this when Apple was small. Uh, so I, I, I actually um, I remember that from the book, but I pulled that up from a Business Insider um, article. Steve Jobs being a jerk: Seven Examples uh, that was written in 2014, and so that was one. But here's another example that I actually think is a little bit more justified. There's there's some nuance here. Yeah, no, it was like he uh, he fired. Uh, the guy who was in charge of Mobile Me in front of the team. Now, for some context, what was Mobile Me? Because yeah. I've I've never heard of this. Right. Well, there is a there's a good reason why you've never heard of it because it was basically a project that was sort of a, a failure. It was sort of a I like I, let me pull it up on Wikipedia just to make sure. I kind of feel like it is a. Let's see, is a discontinued subscription-based collection of online services and software offered by Apple Inc., uh, eventually replaced by iCloud. Okay, yes, so I remember this. So it was actually, it was a proto-iCloud, something that was supposed to sync all your stuff, and apparently that was a much harder problem than it sounds like, and they couldn't get, like, everything to work, and, like, you know, whatever you wanted to do, you had to do all this technical stuff, and... He just he blew off steam by saying, "What's this product supposed to do?" And then he did get answers, and he was like, "Well, why doesn't it do it?" <laughs> and, then, and then and then he fired the guy in charge. But you know what? He was very ruthless in taking down projects and teams that weren't working. And he, you know, and that's that's business. That's running a company. And some of that I feel like was actually not just part of him being a jerk, but actually part of the success, like part of saying, no, we're not going to do certain things. And we're, you know, we're going to try to have a good intuition for what's working and what's not. And you should be able to ask a simple question. Can you do something? And if it's, you know, you always know you're in trouble 
and I, I find this myself too, when I'm trying to explain what I did and then I just start r- running in circles, I'm like, oh my God, I really need to simplify this because this, uh, this answer is not so great. I mean, half this podcast is me trying to, uh, trying to describe things and then realizing it. Okay. Next time I'm going to do better. Yeah. It's, it's hard to judge how much of, of that, what he was doing there was, uh, was was the ruthlessness necessary? Could could he have accomplished the same things in a way that wasn't perhaps as abusive, or or was it a a necessary component to the success there? That that if he hadn't called this guy out in front of you know a a big meeting and and you know kind of burned him to the ground and then fired him, uh, would it have had the same effect? Yes, he, there are other ways he could have basically canceled the project you know quietly you know sent some memos and had it done, but. Would it have had had the the same impact on the company at large and and the rest of the team and you know redirected right. and motivated them as as it did and and I, I you know not having been in the room and and not having any any internal knowledge of the company really I can't answer that but it's an inter- interesting question to ask that right uh, and and I I think uh, Jobs would probably have have been a believer of the whole the the medium is the message thing and and there's definitely an element of that there. The medium is the message. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not uh, what not just what you're saying, but how you're saying is a huge piece of it. Yeah, yeah. I I this also rem- reminds me of uh, later on in Apple, which is which was after Steve Jobs, when like uh, you know there was uh, Scott Scott Forstall and uh, on Apple Maps. Apple Maps was kind of not going the way they wanted. They replaced him with Eddie Q. All that and that that affected us at Foursquare. Um, yeah, and, I, I and didn't follow common. the internals, but I know for a long time that, that Apple Maps was, was, by the way, I could have, I could have reversed the two people there, the two executives. I can't remember these people, but, but it was but, definitely the, the, the also ran, I mean, MapQuest yeah. kind of went out with the times well before that, but, but there was a period where Google Maps was far and away the mapping of choice and people on iPhones complained that, uh, you know, for a while you couldn't get Google Maps on your iPhone. You had to use Apple Maps, and it was a clearly inferior product at that point. Right. I think they've recovered from from most of that reputational hit, but it took a while. Right. Right. So it's you know he wasn't the type of person that kind of left things be. Like he he wouldn't look at a team and be like, okay, I guess this is um, I guess these guys are uh, are working. I better not disturb them. No, <laughs> he would actually go in. And uh, which is, you know, how I would be sometimes. Uh, but um, he would actually go in and very, very curious person and apparently would, and you know, forgive me, I always feel weird talking about this when I don't really know the people involved directly or I wasn't there. But for, from what I hear, very curious person. I mean, that's what um, this recent article in the Wall Street Journal from, from Joni Ive, who was the, the lead designer that worked very closely with Jobs and very close with him, uh, said he was just very curious about what everyone was doing and was constantly asking questions. There's also a story. If you got stuck with him in the elevator and he asked you a question, your job was on the line. <laughs> but uh, there, uh, I think you just better have an answer. But um, there's, um, uh, yeah, there's a certain, um, again, there, right, there's, there's a certain way he did it that I probably wouldn't like. But on the other hand, he probably, you know, a lot of times as someone who works with technology, as someone who's a, a software engineer, there's a lot of nonsense in 
management, particularly middle management, when when they're micromanaging you. And I feel like, uh, I feel like at times on the on the good side, perhaps Steve Jobs was like, "I'm gonna, you know, crack some skulls on the mediocre middle management to make sure that they don't mess." with my people. And so there was kind of like a benevolent dictatorship uh, aspect to it, perhaps. Uh, well, and and that, you've, you've read much more on, on yeah. him than I have. Uh, but I, I got the impression that there were also some projects where he would very much go in and micromanage the hell out of things. Oh yeah. And then it wouldn't, and then it wouldn't, uh, well, sometimes he would be right. And other times he would, I mean, the, he was trying to micromanage certain things that he had no business doing. Um, uh, when he was pushed out of the company. And so that is unfortunately, yeah, that that's, he did that. Uh, so, I mean, the, you got to sometimes take the good with the bad, I guess, because that also allowed him to, you know, push through the, um, it, it prevented Apple from becoming a, well, no, it didn't prevent Apple from becoming a mature company that um, that then moves very slowly and doesn't invent anything uh, because they became exactly that in like the 1990s. But it allowed him to come in and just kind of cut through that with a butter knife and almost make it a kind of a, a startup again as a big company, hmm. which is very, very difficult to do. Well, yeah, I, I, you, you have some some firsthand experience on uh, perhaps the pros and cons of... of uh, Working on something where the the founder uh, is is directly involved, uh, yeah, and and yeah, I, I, we were saying on the previous episode that there there were there were times when uh, the uh, the the involvement of the founder in Foursquare Labs meant that you guys could do a lot of things that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. Right, right. Well, I think, um, yeah, I think person. I think if. If Dennis was had the personality of Steve Jobs, I don't think I could work with him. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't mean to imply that he was. No, I know. Uh, the, <laughs> I know, the no, Steve no. Jobs. It is something square, to think but... about, though. Uh, it is something I, I think about a lot because, um, you know, from what I hear, Steve Jobs acted as if he owned the place. Like anything you had there was like his property. Uh, yeah, well, and, and companies or or movements of any sort uh, yeah. potentially suffer from from what they call the founder effect. Um, that you know, well, what you were saying before, you know, we don't we don't need to a- adopt every every aspect of someone who's been successful or who 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 you know established or built a movement uh, just because just because they did it, it must have been you know it's the best way or the right way to do a thing. Um, you, yeah, you need to you need to be real careful about what you take and what you leave. Right. So, okay. So, um, another example is Apple Park. This is their spaceship-like office. Not to be confused with Xerox Park. In Cupertino. What's Xerox Park? It's the uh, Palo Alto Research Center Park. Okay. I believe that's where the... uh both Ethernet and possibly the mouse were invented. I remember this is one thing that, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where Apple kind of lifted that off. Uh, but they weren't uh, using it. Yeah. They, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, I remember this like a little over 10 years ago when Steve jobs came out again, failing health. And he went to talk to like the Cupertino board of board of like supervisors board, like zoning board or whatever. And he had like this, this, amazing presentation about like, you know, 
oh, it's 100% energy efficient, 50% more trees in the town, like, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, and the guys at the zoning board were like, is there no way we're not going to approve this? <laughs> but um, they tried to ask some token questions. Um, but one of the things that... I, I can't imagine that he ever half-assed a presentation. No, no. He was, he was very theatrical. No, and, and no, and he was... He got there were a few times you could watch on YouTube where he was pissed off if something went wrong in the live demo. Uh, so he, you know, it, yeah, yeah, he's very almost like, um, you know, an actor that goes on stage that is like everything has to be exactly right and my trailer has to be set up. And you know, all, all I can think of is, is the uh, the the infamous we'll do it live uh, <laughs> video clip, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I feel bad. I feel bad saying. I feel bad judging too much and saying too many good or bad things. You know, he's dead, and I don't know him. But I, I do think that there's a bunch of stuff that we can learn from the examples here. And and one of them is Apple Park here, where, again, which um, and so so what I was trying to get to before was one of the key aspects of the design of Apple Park that I believe that. Uh, Steve Jobs was insisted on, insistent on. And I also think he brought this into the design of the Apple stores, which he was very involved in. So if you walk into an Apple store, you know, they all have the same design. Um, I feel like he's the type of person who would have picked, who would have micromanaged some of that. Uh, I, yeah, I bet the, his imprint. The flow is there is, is definitely yeah. deliberate. So flow is very important. And they, they built that park to maximize random interactions between employees because they realize that innovations get made, things get invented, things get done when there are small random interactions that give people ideas or that lead to collaboration. And one thing that is very sad is that in the last year and a half, um, almost all tech companies have not just de-emphasized random interactions, but have completely abolished it. I mean, it, it's, and, and you, so me, we, meaning primarily with the, the, with the move to, to remote. Yeah. Yeah. They've completely abolished it. You can't have a random interaction zoom. And I feel like there are tons of yeah, things that would have doing been like invented. a chat roulette version of, of, uh, of zoom meetings oh uh, my God. has, has, I, I think, I think my company tried to do something like that. Uh, not, not totally random, but like for lunches, like you, you know, put, put your name into the hat and we'll pair you up with somebody to, to have a zoom lunch with this yeah. week, which, which is a good idea, but, but it doesn't really yield any of the things that I think the type of interactions job was looking. Jobs yeah, we had random here. coffee meetings at, at, at Foursquare, but I don't think this is what they were talking about. I think it was the random meeting that is not that doesn't happen because HR told you you had to go on a random coffee meeting. It's the random coffee meeting that happened because you walked by someone who um, uh, who asked a question that you happen to know the answer to or, or said a keyword and you're like, ah, you're talking about something that I'm thinking about. Can I ask you a question about that? You know, something like that. Yeah. And, and so and I, that, we're, we're, we're partially back in the office where I work. And, and that, I think, is the biggest potential gain for doing this that that i'm not sold on always being in the office uh for 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 my my own convenience uh but but yeah the, there's there's an element of collaboration that even if you 
remove as many of the obstacles as possible for Zoom or Microsoft Teams or, or whatever tool collaboration tool you're using. Uh, it's it's not the same as being able to walk over to somebody's desk or run into somebody at the coffee machine and and pick their brain about something. Yeah, yeah, and and just to put a cap on what I was saying, how many things have not been invented that would have been invented or, or not just invented, but just like how much stuff hasn't gotten done because of this that that we are missing out on over the last eighteen months? I actually think it's a ton of stuff. Um, I, I think that the, I think that the damage that has been done, um, has been absolutely, um, we just don't know how bad it is. That, uh, that being said, counting on, on corporate America to, uh, design a system to maximally, uh, facilitate inventiveness, uh, right. is, is, is a little bit of a, of a fool's errand. Again, you needed kind of a, um, yeah, perhaps you and, needed and, kind of a, you needed kind of a, uh, a benevolent dictator like Jobs was, or you need to some people carve out places in companies, or you get startups. So yeah, well, and yeah. and and maybe a, a corollary to what we were talking before about um, you know being able to 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 separate the the good from the bad in what you what you learn from in a person. Um, not everything that worked at Apple, um, assuming that that for a moment we say that 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 all these things were were positive uh, positive outcome, you know. It intentionally designed uh, effects. Not all of that is going to scale to to other companies for for you know, sure. fundamental structural reasons or size reasons or, or whatever else. That or, or they don't have any desire. E to. E even if it works at Apple, just because it works at Apple doesn't mean it's going to work at company X Y Z. Yeah. So let's look at Apple today. Um, you know, Steve Jobs isn't there. I feel like he ha he set up a pretty good team in place, but that can only get you so far. T Tim it, Cook was was his successor pretty much immediately. That was that was right. his chosen successor. It, it wasn't was like there was successor. some some revolving door for a while. And he he told him uh, before he died, like don't don't ask what I would do, just do what you would do, uh, which is probably pretty good advice. Um, but yeah, you don't see the types of innovations coming out of Apple that you used to. Um, and even though it's been wildly successful on the business side, I mean, that's what Tim Cook did really well. Um, or that's what he, that's what he was kind of like known for. Right. Yeah, um, I, I haven't looked so, at the stats recently, but, but uh, if they aren't still bad. now, at least for a, a very long period of time, they were one of the, the you know, most valuable companies in the world. And, and I think they had like, you know, cash reserves, which were larger than the GDP of most countries. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they'll put it into crypto soon, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Not everyone pulls a Musk. Crypto boat go boom, or or uh, a Michael Saylor. Yeah. So yes. Do they we, not have their own Apple coin? We got the uh, <laughs> we got the uh, we got the Apple Watch here. Uh, that was a couple years later on the heels of the iPhone yeah. and the well, iPad. And again, it was, it was of, not the first smartwatch. No. Um, it, there, there's, there's an argument to be made that it, it might be the no. best. Um, yeah. And if it isn't, it's certainly at the top tier. Uh, but, but they didn't invent the, the smartwatch. They, they smoothed some of the sharp edges off of it, though, and, and made yeah. it a much, much better product. I felt like it was a variation on the theme that Apple had already well, and, done. And they forced I... the rest of the market to, yeah. to up their game, um, yeah. much like with, with MP3 players or, or, or cell phones, that right. their entry into the market and, and coming out with... Um, you know, not necessarily an earth-shattering uh, upgrade, but but something that was just kind of a little bit better in every possible way. Right. Uh, for, forced the competitors to to rethink how they were going to approach yeah. things. But I, I don't think the watch compares to the the iPhone or the. 
the Macintosh. I think. No, it's I, good. I agree. Yeah, I think it. I think it was good. I think like, you know, if, if Steve Jobs had been around when it came out, he'd be like, "Good job, guys!" But but this wouldn't be like their main event. And even the um, the AirPods, which I have, the AirPods Pro, very good. Arguably, their headphones are the their best innovation recently. I think that was back in 2017. But, you know, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, it's just not as exciting now. Uh, article from Business Insider on the recent iPhone 13. I mean, it doesn't matter uh, who invented the iPhone or where, who's in charge. Once you're on the 13th, and once you're on V13, there's not that much that you could do that's very exciting. And so they said, you know, hey, uh, iPhone event was very boring. And, uh, you know, Hey, slight, uh, camera has more pixels. Again, uh, we <laughs> increased the battery life by five minutes again. Um, so it says in this, the, the, uh, <laughs> I feel like the Business Insider article here, the way it's written is like, yeah, a lot of people are feeling this way. On Tuesday, Apple introduced the iPhone 13, the newest version of its most popular product. It's a sleek rectangle of metal and glass that is Almost identical to last year's advice device, the iPhone 12. The striking similarities to last year's phone aren't just visual. Functionally, the iPhone 13 is almost discernible from the iPhone 12. Okay, this yeah, would have been the iPhone 13 if Steve Jobs was there, but we wouldn't have been. He, know, would, we, he wouldn't be working on the iPhone 13. Yes. He'd be working on something else big and innovative coming out of it. Exactly, their, their exactly. Process. And we just don't know where that is. Now, there's talk about, okay, they're going to get into smart. Glasses. We've talked about that. I was before, say, yeah, there, there's reality. there's a lot of stuff that we've we've heard they're working on, you know, quietly or not so quietly, which could be the next big innovations, but yeah. which haven't hit the market. So so for a while, there's a lot of talk about them in the smart car. Uh, yeah, uh, the sector. Apple Car. Um, there, there's you know a, a, a Google Glass type competitor. There's been a lot of talk that they were developing something there, uh, but much much in in the Apple mold, they're not going to release it until they've got it bulletproof, rock solid. Right, right. And so uh, do they still have it? I don't know. It, it looks like it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of remains can, to be seen. They, they of, don't have what they had, but, you know, they still might have enough to, to get them over the hump on certain things. Can you think of an example from, from the, uh, the Apple uh, product legacy, um, something that, that was released uh, kind of flopped on the market and was withdrawn. I mean, so oh yeah, the, not, the, Newton. Okay, so so th- that's a great example because I was thinking, kind of like Google Glass, that yeah. like it was out there and it wasn't it wasn't ubiquitous, but but they 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 had significant number of units out there to developers, and then it just kind of got pulled back. And, it was a, and they said, yeah, time's not right. Put it on ice. It was personal assistant, uh, PDA device. Uh, was that the nineties like or, or the back Palm in the eighties? Production ended in 1993-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98-93-98
So that's actually pretty incredible if you think about it. Although, you know, the, the first iPhone was, if, if you look at it today, was kind of kind of rough. Uh, but, well, and the, the uh, other thing I wanted to say was uh, in the context of talking about the iPhone 13. Um, and, and also they had a lot of software that was a flop. In, in, a, in a pre... Uh, as part of the pre-digital revolution world, um, if if you could have every two years a product come out that was five percent better in every measurable way, that would have been an amazing rate of growth and innovation. Right. Um, we're we're spoiled by the you know eighties, nineties, two thousands, and and the level of kind of paradigm shifting development we've seen uh, that that we expect that to continue in every way and. And in some respects, it has just not. If you're looking at the same product line, there's 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 a plateau happening there. I think there's a there's a problem functionally where, if you tell me that my iPhone is faster, that doesn't matter to me at all. It's already instantaneous. There's nothing that I like. Is there anything else I can do that I couldn't do before? Is Much there like a we've seen with or, TVs, yeah. uh, where you know, you know we 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 had. Uh, High definition and ultra high definition, and then 4K, and they're they're making better and better TVs. But my understanding is, like beyond 4K, the human eye can't actually distinguish the difference. Um, and and to some extent, some of these these improvements are uh, beyond our ability to distinguish, with with some rare exceptions of you know if if you're if you're in a particular edge case, you can see the difference. But right, so that's why I say when they start marketing. I mean, it's fine that they built it in there, but when they start marketing that as the big selling point, I kind of feel like, well, you don't have a whole lot. I mean, because those changes come automatically as you know uh, the 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 underlying basic science progresses. Yeah, the the, uh, so, the Moore's law piece and yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, what else can I do with it? And and they'll you know. Uh, uh, they'll design some kind of like game that you couldn't do before, but that doesn't look that interesting. I don't know. It's always, um, it's, it's, um, it's, I, I feel like there will be products that come out over the next 10, 20 years that are like, wow, this is, this is a game changer looking back. Uh, <laughs> the iPhone 13 will not be one of them, <laughs> but you know, um, um, I'm still getting one by the way. Uh, just because it was, it's been a year and a half. I uh, I got my iPhone. Well, that I was gonna say that's that's the flip side to that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people would be so uh, unimpressed with the these incremental innovations uh, if it didn't also come with just as much of a ginormous price tag. That that yeah. if if we had incremental innovations and the price came down a little bit, then right. then people might be um, happier about that. Well, I've, I have the trading program. So I get it automatically, and it was just I I um I haven't traded in for a while because it's always a pain to get a new phone. Like, it's I almost feel like I'm going back to when the phone is brand new. Like, even if I got an old phone, it would still be like, you know, it, it's my my main benefit is not upgrading to the new phone, it's but getting rid of the bloat. Yeah, re- replacing the old phone with a new phone. Well, no, it's just you know as it gets old, it starts wearing down a little bit. It's not as it's not as good as it was when you first got it. And uh, yeah, I I got the last phone in March 2020. I was the last person in the iPhone in the Apple Store in Brooklyn before it closed down on everybody. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, I was in there the last day. One one of the things, and and, and this is this is a big dig at Apple. Um, although most other major phone manufacturers have gone in the same direction of, of late, uh, a big problem with the the like you know one and a half two year replacement cycle on on. Uh, on smartphones, 
uh, is the battery. Uh, and there, there comes a point when yeah, the battery, battery start, life cycles well. start to degrade and, and, you know, you're, you're, you're no longer, you're getting a full day's use out of it without right. plugging it. And so if I got a new Apple, iPhone 11, it would just be, yeah, a fresh new battery. Well, but I was gonna say Apple was, the, I think the first one to go to a design that did not have a swappable, never mind replaceable battery, mm. uh, in, 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 in the old days of flip phones, not only could when your battery, you know, started not working so well, you could buy a new one. Uh, but you know, you, you had, you had nerds who would run around with a battery and a spare battery with them. So if their battery was getting low, they didn't need to look for somewhere to plug their, uh, probably at that point, proprietary USB charger in, uh, they just literally pop out the dead battery and pop in a fresh one. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't can't do that with an iPhone. Not then. Not now. <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. And of course, you need a different um, you need a different, uh, different cable, cable for your iPhone for your. Uh, they're for, for they're the, trying to standardize all that now. Although they keep every few years changing what the new standard is. Yeah, the, the I, I have a, the the watch charger, um, the the contact charging, the USB C for the. Uh, uh, MacBook Air that I've got right here, and uh, you know, and the iPhone charger. Yeah, they, so they need to. Imp- they they being the industry at large, not necessarily Apple in particular, but they they need to improve the wireless charging. That the efficiency yeah. and 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 rate is not uh, not where I'd like it to be. There's a lot to be said about all this all the charging standards, but I don't know if we want to do an episode where we go through every charging standard. That might we might lose some. Listeners. No, but have have you but, do you follow XKCD? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't follow it, but I've so, seen, so, so occasionally they'll do, uh, uh, they'll, they'll drop one in, which I think it's, uh, you know, c- cursed connectors. Yeah. Um, and, uh, some, there's, there's definitely been some Apple inspired cursed connectors in there okay. Talk, talking about, uh, you know, standards that, that have, that have been inspired by something evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll have, we'll have uh, to link to that. All right. All right. Cool. We will. Um, all right. Well, it's been a great uh, conversation. Once again, we had a great little 20 minute conversation that uh, has gone on for almost an hour, which is uh, what we always do, right? Well, you know, it, if you listen to this at 3x, it only takes 20 minutes. Yeah, that's I've, true. I've saved you 40 minutes. No, You're I, welcome. I, for, for those of you who don't know, I always invite Aaron over and I'm like, look, we're not going to do a very long talk today. We're, it just... I'm just, we'll just have one topic. We'll talk about Apple. We'll talk about Steve Jobs' uh, obituary. Yeah, 20 minutes tops. Yeah, In and out. Yeah, yeah. And it always goes on for an hour. But anyway, um, big takeaways from uh, the, uh, the conversation today. Now I'm trying to think. I think that there are a lot of lessons that we can get uh, from Steve Jobs. And the, the one that... Um, the the one that's coming to mind for me that that I guess frustrates me the most about the world today, particularly the world in tech today, is how just unbelievably blindingly dull a lot of the messaging and, and has been um, in terms of just um, just corporate messaging and just um, how people are taught to behave. And you know how people are taught to work, and I I think studying Steve Jobs shows that uh, you know not only does it not have to be like this, but it really shouldn't be like this if you actually want to accomplish something uh, worthwhile. So again, that's not to say copy what Steve Jobs did, but that that that's just one of my takeaways. Yeah, I I, I like the idea of thinking of of diversity. 
um, not exclusively in terms of, of a lot of the kind of uh, matrix of oppression, uh, uh, you know, minority checklist type stuff that that a lot of HR and and, and emissions departments have have been uh, putting additional emphasis on the last several years uh but but to more generalize it to uh, a a diversity of experiences a diversity of viewpoints um to to which you know cultural and and racial and ethnic background is certainly an aspect of um but but a uh, kind of a, a wider brush there is is a healthy way of approaching a lot of those topics that that there's there's probably some some valuable middle ground that can be gained there yeah yeah I, I feel like I used to think that, um, no, I mean, it's not that I used to think, like I totally agree with you, but I used to think that I could almost make the argument that, that we go in that direction and do exactly what you said. And again, like, like you know, your background um, as part of a, an, I, I hate the term oppressed group, but whatever, uh, but, but like, like it matters, but, but we should look at the whole thing, but... I think I've come to the conclusion like that's that's not really what they want to do, um, and and it's not like they they're gonna, that, that a lot that um, most of the corporate elites and HR are going to well, be into that argument today. Like it's do, not that they're they're just, it's not that they're waiting to hear the argument. They're just like that's just not their goal. Do you want something that's easy to quantify and we can implement now, or do you want something that's going to be hard and difficult and we're not going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cause, but because that's the question that that HR and efficiency experts yeah. will ask. Yeah, no, I, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's more the ideology based. But okay, um, yeah, I think we both got our our, our, our last thoughts. Um, I had. I'm going to talk about sampling next time. I think because I asked you a question about sampling. I'm writing an academic paper on. Um, you know what to do when you have a data set that's sampled unevenly. Yep. You, you mentioned this in the uh, the the leaving Foursquare episode. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, maybe I'll go over this next time, possibly, because I'm going to be traveling. So maybe I'll do that on a solo show while traveling. But um, uh, think about it this way. If I have uh, 100 objects and I want to sample half of them, I could flip a coin for each object and I'll end up with about 50, but I won't probably not exactly 50. Or I could take 50 random ones. So I have exactly 50. What's the difference between those two sampling methods? I'm going to leave that up to the audience to uh, figure out what are, what are those even called? You know, it, I, it took me a long time to figure out what the terminology was. And I've been doing this for so many years. Uh, so uh, if you have some experience on this or some thoughts on this, um, if this is a, a better way to, uh, would you rather be saying, hey, choose 50 random objects or would you rather go through each object and flip a coin for each one, which sounds like a better uh, method of sampling to you. Uh, go on our locals, maximum.locals.com if you have an opinion on this. Also, I'm sure a much broader sense of people have a have an opinion on Apple and, and Steve Jobs and all this. I know a lot of people hate Apple. Some people really love Apple. Probably more people love Apple. Um, honestly, Apple looks a lot better than the big tech companies uh like compared to Facebook, <laughs> yeah, they, to they, Facebook. they've managed to to be the least offensive of the what is it, was it Fang or, yeah, yeah. or well, whatever the acronym of the day is. How offensive is Netflix? Oh, Netflix can be kind of offensive. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, Netflix hasn't put their foot in it 
lately, but but yeah. they've they've had their moments in the last few years. No, but compared to Facebook and Google, oof, Apple for, for me is uh, is way ahead. They they did have a, a time when they really cared about privacy. I know maybe some of that's been, <laughs> but okay, we can get into that another time. Um, all right, so looks like our hour is up. Thanks for coming by, Aaron. Pleasure as always. All right, have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support the local maximum, sign up for exclusive content and our online community at maximum.locals.com. The local maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.